Have you ever wondered if you could be confident as you homeschooled? From one homeschool mom to another, I'll tell you, I don't think homeschool confidence just happens. There are homeschool moms I've met who have done this homeschool thing for years, and they don't declare confidence. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about if you can turn that doubt to confidence. Welcome to the Homeschool Mama Self-Care Podcast. I'm Teresa Wiedrich, the Homeschool Life Coach at www.capturingthecharmedlife.com. If you're a homeschool mom looking to reimagine your homeschool life, or you're a new-to-be homeschool mom that wants to know how to be confident in her homeschool choice, then this is the podcast for you. So let's get started and answer that question. Can I homeschool my child confidently? Well, you will undoubtedly question your homeschool choice in so many different directions. Before you have finally decided you've had enough, you are done with doubting. You want to enjoy these homeschool years and be present in them or at least be present most of the time. And doubt doesn't help you stay present. You want to know that the choices you're making today will bear out in something useful and purposeful for your kids' education and their lives. And oh, also, you don't want to waste your time in your life either. You want to own your choices because you want to be at peace within yourself. You want to fully appreciate your homeschool days because you know that you only have these kids for an abbreviated period of time, or at least that's what everybody tells you. It's true. I just graduated two kids last week. I'm sure you want others to appreciate your homeschool choice too, but you know that might not happen anytime soon, if ever. So you want to be confident as you're doing this homeschool thing, whether others appreciate and support you or not. And you may have way too much time spent worrying whether you should have even started this homeschool thing in the first place. Worry is such a time suck. And you're tired of wasting your time. So can you be confident? You're probably going to know that I'm going to say yes, because this is a podcast episode about can you be confident homeschooling? So yes, in a word, Yes, you can definitely be confident, but it doesn't just happen with a snap of the fingers. So how can a homeschool mama be confident as she homeschools her child? On today's episode, I offer nine ways you can answer that question. Can I homeschool my child? And be confident that you can. The first thing that you're going to want to do is to own your real thoughts. The things that you think maybe at the end of your day or on a really tough day, own your real thoughts. Why do you not feel confident about your homeschool choice? Be clear about the reasons for your doubt. There's something about our brains. We get into an anxious pattern. We get nervous. We get all the big jumble of emotions, and we get super unclear what's really going on up there and pointing to your head. Why do you think you can't confidently homeschool? Before I give you a few reasons that you may be doubting, because I hear many reasons, 
Grab your journal and write your first three to five thoughts on why you might be doubting your homeschool choice or whether you can homeschool your kids. P.S. I would love to hear your thoughts. So if you would send them to me, you can do that. You can send them, email them to TeresaWiedrick at Outlook.com. That's T-E-R-E-S-A-W-I-E-D-R-I-C-K at Outlook.com. Okay, so here are just a few reasons that you may be doubting your choice to homeschool. Do you doubt your ability to tackle a particular subject or topic, like teaching them to read or understanding the basics of essay structure or remembering what line graphs are? Do you doubt your ability to consistently do or organize educational activities? Or do you doubt that your kids will want to do anything beyond spending time with their screens? Do you doubt you'll know what to do when they say they're bored? Do you doubt whether you can create an effective homeschool routine that you'll actually follow through with? Or do you doubt whether you can enable a home education when you have a child with a learning challenge? Do you doubt because the schooled people you know are pretty confident that their way is better? Do you doubt you have the patience or emotional capacity to be with your homeschool kids all day long? Sometimes there's energy beneath that huge mess of doubts that feels kind of vague. But we generally know that that feeling, that energy, that anxious energy coursing through our bodies, or maybe you describe it as heat coursing through your palms or your gut, well, that's probably anxiety or worry or doubt. And we can only get to its root if we can name it. So what is the reason for your doubt? Get specific. Write it down. Look at it. Is there more to your doubt? Now that you've written your doubts on paper, ask yourself, if your friend said these things about why she couldn't homeschool her kids, how would you address her? Well, I hope that's got you thinking, but I'm going to give you a second way that you can consider how to transform your doubt to confidence. The second way is to be vulnerable with another person. There's something about talking it through with somebody else that just helps us get clarity in a way that other, other approaches don't necessarily. But that very much depends on who you're talking to. Okay? So if you are trying to share your lack of confidence, your anxious thoughts, your worries about this homeschool thing with someone that isn't homeschool supportive, well, girlfriend, that's not going to work. Please do it with someone you believe is homeschool supportive. Because why reveal your deepest, darkest concerns to someone that won't know how to support you? You know they'll just tell you to send the kids to school, which is not a magic pill, but apparently is a magic pill for the non-homeschool masses. There is nothing magical about sending your kids away to not deal with whatever issue you have at home. <laughs> that is not going to work. If you don't have a homeschool supportive community, though, I offer that to you. 
I've created a Patreon support community for authentic, intentional homeschool moms who want to show up on purpose in their homeschools and lives, where you'll be able to share what you really think with others that know and care what you're experiencing too. I've also specially designed a first-year homeschool mom group so they can walk that first year together. And the group that has already been established is a group for the second to fifth homeschool year. There's workshops from me and other coaches that serve in the homeschool community. You're welcome to check it out. Hey, and if you want to chat about your homeschool doubts and have someone walk alongside you as you explore them, to help undergird you with homeschool confidence, you can book a free call directly with me. You can find the Calendly link on my website. Head to the search bar and type in, can I homeschool my child from doubt to confidence? And you will find the booking link on that page. When you share your vulnerabilities with others who know the homeschool life and know the unique challenges and joys that you experience, you'll be able to genuinely air your thoughts, get advice from those who've been there, done that. You'll be able to gain insights. They might have very different perspectives of very different kids, very different approaches. But as I've learned along my coaching journey, really along my life journey, everyone has something to offer. You may discover that you have increased clarity and decreased doubt. Therefore, you will feel more confident. The third way that I can encourage you to move from doubt to confidence is to recognize when you're paying attention to someone else's thoughts about your homeschool choice. Other people's thoughts have value. Of course, everyone has a unique perspective and probably has something to offer. Well, not everyone's opinions matter though, but everyone probably has something to offer. You can't go through every single person in the planet Earth before you make your choices, though. If someone thinks differently than you, that conversation can be a useful opportunity for you to clarify what you think. Maybe get a new perspective. Sometimes, though, other people's thoughts help us get clear about our thoughts because we know categorically that how they think is definitely not how we see things but it will certainly help us to get clear on why, even if their arguments don't ring true. One of the most repeated voices that distract us, I think, is the collective voice of what other people think. And though it's easy for me to share with you the quote by Lucille Ball, that television actress from way back, she says um, she's had plenty of practice responding to other people's opinions. And she said she's learned not everyone likes me, but not everyone matters. And though I know that to be true, I also know how challenging it is to learn not to care what other people think. It's been a life journey for me too. And it's not to say that I don't care what other people think, but I have learned that everybody's opinion really doesn't matter about why I do what I do. And um, as I get older, almost hitting 50 here, I'm realizing even when people share their opinions, they don't always actually care what you're doing. They're just sharing their opinions. So we need to sometimes practice not paying attention to what other people think. 
The fourth way you can know for sure that you can homeschool your child is to research and plan a little more. But I don't mean research and plan new curriculum or resources or philosophies. I mean to research and plan these five things. And I've written them down here for you so you don't have to write notes on this. You could head over to that episode page. Research and plan why you're doing what you're doing. Every year, answer the question, why am I homeschooling? The second question is, what do you believe in education to be anyway? What's the whole point to what an education is? And how is it serving my specific kids? The third question is, how does your child learn? That matters. Because if you try to teach them one way, and they don't know how to engage in that way, I'll take me for an example. You give me a list of instructions, and I go foggy. It is just not the way I learn. But if someone tells me how to do it, okay, I probably have a chance to figure it out. Your kids just have unique ways of learning. You just have to embrace how they learn. So how does each of your children learn? The fourth thing you need to research and plan is all about the reason that you decided to take your child from the conventional education system and bring them home to homeschool in the first place. And if you didn't do that and you went into homeschooling because you decided for whatever reasons before they even went to school, then this question or this thought isn't really for you. But the fourth thought is what are the challenges that brought you to withdraw your child from a conventional education? Equipping your child to have a solid, robust education. If the school wasn't able to address your child's challenges, then why would you think that you wouldn't be able to? Who else better than you to serve your child? To learn how those challenges really are affecting them and what you can do to address them. So research and plan for those challenges. Research and plan for a unique education for that particular child. You might have to reach out to someone that knows more about that specific challenge. And when you do, and you get mentored and walk alongside someone that knows how to deal with that thing, you will be more confident engaging that challenge. When I worked in pediatric nursing, I learned that there were certain parents, many parents in fact, that were very uniquely qualified to deal with whatever their child's diagnosis was because they did deep dives into whatever that challenge was. They were able to answer questions as quickly or more quickly than many of the medical and nursing people around them. That's you too in the education realm. You are able to become the expert of your own child. The fifth way you could research and plan is to dig deep into learning more about your relationship with doubt. What I mean by that is that sometimes we have certain emotions, we experience certain emotions in many different areas and we tend to default to certain ones like doubt or anxiety. Sometimes we default to feeling depressed. Sometimes we default to feeling angry. And of course we experience all those feelings because we're humans, we experience all of them. But sometimes we're really seasoned in one emotion. We know them well. But if we're a person that knows that we have an internal challenge, a long history with feeling uncertain about many things, it might serve you to do a deep dive into your relationship 
with doubt. Because I'm going to guess that your relationship with doubt began long before you decided to homeschool. So decide for this upcoming year why you're doing what you're doing. You can change this for the next year or change it halfway through the year. But be really clear about why you're doing what you're doing. Because when you have a clear vision, you will have a guide for your decisions and it'll just give you a stronger sense of direction. So research and plan a little more. If you want to move from doubt to confidence, I encourage you to embrace your strengths. We don't like embracing our strengths. We don't like saying how we have capabilities in certain areas that we see that generally other people don't have as strongly. But when you recognize or capitalize on your unique strengths as a homeschooling parent, you can spice up your homeschool. You can gift your kids with a unique creativity. You can organize things for them that some of us can't. You know how to round out a kid's education in an interesting way that we might not have considered. Maybe you're the kind of person that is strong and under stress. Maybe you know how to be especially staid and calm when under stress. Maybe one of the things that you do that's especially amazing is being patient. You always hear other homeschool parents say that they're not that patient, but you don't want to say it out loud. You actually really are. By the way, congratulations. (laughs) That is not me. Whether it's your creativity or your patience or your expertise, find a way to leverage those qualities. You're going to create an engaging and personalized learning experience for your kids, unlike anyone else's. So embrace your strengths. The sixth thought I have in how you can homeschool your kids confidently is to set realistic expectations, a conversation point that I will have to come back to over and over and over for you and for me. Homeschooling can be challenging, obviously, and it's important that we have to actually regularly assess our expectations. Assessing them, how? Well, for the same reasons we want to assess our big emotions occasionally, we want to incorporate self-awareness practices like journaling, meditation, prayer, mindfulness moments, and coaching or therapy appointments or friend coffee appointments. So you can set realistic expectations for yourself and your child. Oh, and get regular time away from your kids too. That'll help you set realistic expectations with your kids. Honor and acknowledge your humanity as a homeschool mom. Probably the biggest thing of all. Remember, homeschool mama, you have needs. You're a human. You cannot do everything. You won't do everything. And you won't do everything flawlessly. And every day won't be your best day. That's why we call it a best day. Because sometimes... They aren't the best days. They're okay days. We don't talk about the okay days enough. Let's set realistic expectations. Then we won't have to disappoint ourselves and be less confident. The seventh way that we can homeschool more confidently is to practice flexibility and adaptability muscles. How? How to do that? Well, life will always give you an opportunity to learn flexibility and adaptability, but I'm simply encouraging you to embrace, desire, 
be open to learning to be more flexible and adaptable. Stay open to trying new things or new approaches. Adjusting your methods two weeks into the homeschool year if something isn't working. Your commitment in homeschooling isn't to a method or an approach, it's to your child. Homeschooling allows for personalized learning. Doesn't mean we're going to do it, but it does allow for it. So embrace the freedom to tailor your approach to your child's needs. Which means you need to listen to your children. Take cues from who they are and how they learn. And as with all mothering, you can make your plans. But girlfriend, life happens and sometimes it requires us to shift and change on a dime. So this is just a reminder that you will need to practice flexibility and adaptability. But no question in my mind, life will require it. The eighth way that you can homeschool more confidently is to not forget to celebrate your progress, or for my American friends, progress. <laughs> Take time to celebrate both the big and the small achievements with your children. These are some of the things that we have done over the years. We've celebrated our first day of homeschool with a not back to homeschool day. We had not back to school picnics with other homeschool families. We've celebrated 100 day parties, Fridays, because they're Fridays, so we call them fun Fridays. We had kids' birthdays, kind of like national holidays, like that's every homeschool family, right? The birthdays are take off homeschool days. Just find reasons to celebrate. Sometimes we had parties for our kids' stuffed animals, because why not? Recognizing their progress, our kids' progress, will not only boost their confidence, but also remind you of the positive impact that you're making as a homeschool mom, too. And girlfriend, oh, you definitely need that. Because you are, you're growing, too. Trust yourself on this homeschooling journey. And trust your child. That's the ninth way that you can homeschool with confidence trust yourself, or at least practice trusting yourself. Believe in your abilities as a mother educator. If you want, you can re-listen to teach your kids confidently, even if you're not a certified teacher, which was recorded a few episodes back. Learn to trust the choices you're making for your kids' education and for their lives. Note to self. Though the education system has warm bodies on the local school's planning committee for next year's educational plan or goals, these plans are not the true north for every child in that school. But you know that. How do I declare that? How do I believe that? Why would I say that? Well, just ask yourself this. Did your education serve you in a way that you came out of your education system in whatever form that was so that you would live a life purposefully, so that you were equipped to become who you were meant to be, so that you didn't miss a beat in preparation for what you were meant to do on this planet. No, that didn't happen. Well, then you don't need to compare your plans for your kid's education with the school's education. If you want to trust yourself, you need to be reminded that there is not one right way 
to homeschool either. You're not going to find the perfect way or the perfect curriculum or the perfect approach. It really doesn't exist. And even if you found it, you wouldn't be able to perfectly enact it. You won't always choose the right activities. You won't always engage your kids as the ideal mother on your best self day. And you will make choices you think are right at the moment that you later determine weren't the best choice. <laughs> they weren't even the most informed choice. But you didn't know that. No one does this mothering thing perfectly. No one does this education thing perfectly either. No one, not the school, and literally not one human parent out there. There is not one right way to be a perfect mother, but there are a thousand ways to mother with love. And there is not one right way to homeschool either. However, the closest to true north that I believe you can prepare for is to look into the eyes of your child and learn from your child. Ask them, who are you? Why do you need to be on the planet? What do we need to do to help nurture you, prepare you, encourage you, so you can live your life purposefully for such a time as this? Then listen. You can use this one person, this little person, as your true north, the one getting the education and living the childhood in your home. So take a deep cleansing breath with me and accept your perfectly imperfect homeschool life. Do your homeschool in whatever way seems right to you today and continue to learn and process process and grow and discover a new way tomorrow. But if you are getting started homeschooling and you want to have a little guidance, <laughs> let me encourage you to check out the show notes page for this episode because I have a list of resources that will be useful for you like planning for upcoming homeschool in 11 essential steps, how to do child-led learning, perhaps why you want to de-school, or if you're curious about unschooling, by the way, I'm not a purist in that, but I do think leaning into that child-led education is really useful, so I definitely address how do I unschool, how do I decide what kind of curriculum I should use, I share a simple guide to homeschooling without a homeschool room, I answer the question, can I teach my own kids? How do I know if I'm successful in homeschooling? And nine simple steps to plan. So if you're getting started homeschooling, head over to the show notes page. Can I homeschool my child from doubt to confidence? Remember that you know your child best and you have their best interests at heart. The transition from a schooled mindset to a confident homeschool mindset does not just happen with a step into the homeschool world. Homeschooling confidently is an ongoing journey. And it is normal to have moments of uncertainty because, you know, you're a human. Humans feel uncertainty and doubt at times. But if you're going to implement these ways or strategies, you're going to develop a strong foundation for confidence you're going to feel a whole lot more empowered in this homeschooling life. So can you confidently homeschool? Absolutely. Now let's actually do it. Thanks for joining me today. If you're a homeschool mom that is confident and has been doing this homeschool lifestyle for a few years, I'd love to hear from you. Tell me what are the biggest reasons that have brought you from doubt to confidence? 
you can send your thoughts to me. Maybe you could do it through Apple or Spotify podcast review. You can send your thoughts to me through Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. You can head over to my website, capturingthecharmlife.com, or you can give me a review at Apple or Spotify. And if you are a newer homeschool mama or you're about to be a homeschool mom, then I'm going to encourage you, one, you're not going to figure this out before you get homeschooling. We don't get confident in things that we haven't done or tried. But if you would like to walk alongside me, for a year of homeschool encouragement as you're beginning your first year of homeschooling, then I invite you to get the guide to the first year homeschool. In it, you're going to be encouraged every week for the first year of your homeschool. I'll address your questions, your concerns in those letters. It will be personal. And I'll also invite you to the paid Patreon support group dedicated to first-year homeschool moms. You can get to know other homeschool moms that are doing this homeschool thing right alongside you, and you also get to have all the challenges and concerns that you would have in a typical first year, which in my experience was most definitely the most challenging year, and to have personal coaching every step of your first year. So you know all the show notes and resources discussed in this episode can be found at my website, www.capturingthecharmlife.com. Until next week, I want for you and your homeschool kids to turn your homeschool challenges into your homeschool charms. Girlfriend, you got this.